Actually. Yeah, actually. Unfiltered. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. Good evening, fuckos. It's Archery Unfiltered, and we have a special podcast for you guys. We meet up with an old friend and, uh, well, I should say longtime friend, old-time archer, uh, Mark Rubio, the winner of the Reading Western Trail shoot. And uh, I wanted to open this by asking a couple people the question. I, you know, I just sent a couple messages out to a couple friends and just said, hey, could you, could you describe Mark Rubio? If you were to, if someone was going to ask you, who is Mark Rubio, uh, what would you say? And I had a couple friends, just a couple guys say some things and. I figure this is the best way for you, those of you that don't know Mark uh, to kind of get an idea of what kind of person he is. Okay? So check this out. Who is Mark Rubio? Who is Mark Rubio? I'll tell you who he is. He's a no-good, cross-eyed, arrow-twirling sandbagger, and he punches. Nah, just kidding. For real. Mark is probably the best example that a like a working family man can have as an archer. He gives like gives regular guys hope, and he's proof that if you master your craft, you don't have to be a paid full-time archer to be at an elite level. You just got to do the work. Mark is like gives me hope that you know I'm not past my prime or anything like that. Like there's you can as long as you put your nose to the grindstone, you can take this as far as you want to go and you don't have to give up your job or, or any of that stuff you just got to put in the work um yeah i don't know he's, a, he's an all right guy i guess pretty nice pretty helpful i don't know he shoots pretty good uh yeah that would be enough toe sucking mark rubio is a phenomenal archer and highly respected in northern california but that's not why we like Mark. We like Mark because he is by far one of the nicest dudes um, that you can know in our sport. Uh, he's uh, always willing to help other people and all around one of the best ambassadors we have in Northern California. And I'm super proud to call him a friend. Who do I think Mark Rubio is? He's a man who's roamed Northern California shooting every event he can sink his teeth into. He loves the sport so much that he has helped and inspired those beneath him to become sharp competitors, all in the name of making the game that much more interesting for himself. At the end of the day, you can describe this crew neck sweater assassin many different ways, but what is undeniable is that he is the personification of the passion of archery. This man loves to shoot his bow. Whether he wins or loses, it makes no difference. He can win a national event, fall short at a state event, it doesn't matter. Come Sunday, he'll be at a range somewhere, knocking an arrow. That's who Mark Rubio is, guys. Now let's talk to the man himself. And I'm here with Mark Rubio. How you doing, Mark? 
I'm doing good. How are you, Wendell? Good, buddy. Hey, congratulations on your big win in Reading. Well, thank you, sir. It was something else, I'll tell you. I have. Has it uh, sunken in yet, or or what? Oh no, I I, I think it's sunk in. It's definitely <laughs> sunk in. Uh, you know, this, I mean, did you feel like you had a different like after effect than Vegas, or what? Like, uh... well, I mean, they're both. You know, those, those two shoots are totally different mm-hmm. meanings. You know, I mean, Vegas is all indoor, and you know, I mean, you stand there and shoot, and mm-hmm. and then it's outdoor, which. You know, we all love outdoor, right? Well, except for you, I guess. You all you'd love is indoor, but oh, I, the rest of us, the rest of us in the world, love outdoor. <laughs> I love outdoor. I sh- hey, I shot myself into a zero handicap in one in just just shooting Reading. Yeah, see, so because you are a zero, so I that's can't. why. No, no, I very much am not. This was, <laughs> I've been a five up until this year, up until Reading. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, okay, so it feels different. It feels different that you won. It does feel different. I mean, it it's a thing that, you know, um, Reading has always been something that, that, that I've always thought highly of. Not that I don't think highly of Vegas. Uh-huh. Vegas is a different, Vegas is a whole different animal. Uh-huh. You know I mean? It's a whole different kind of thought process. Whereas, whereas, uh, Reading is, you know, it's outdoors. That's what I really enjoy shooting is outdoor stuff, you know, field rounds and, and, uh, safari style shoots, you know, with the orange dots. That's that's really what I really really enjoy. So, being able to go and and compete at Reading and do as well as I did, uh, it really means a lot to me. Just because, you know, I had a I had a goal of 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 just breaking fifteen thirty. That was my goal uh-huh. to start, and I was able to achieve that goal. I mean, I actually ended up with a fifteen thirty three. So I did even better. Crushed so, it. you know, that's just that's to me fifteen thirty three. That's crazy high score it's just a great score i mean it is that's it, dynamite yeah it, it to be honest with you if you if you average it out like because sometimes i do this just try to figure out where i'm at you know like mm-hmm. if you try to average out like a 42 target round mm-hmm. and compare a 42 target round uh score to a 1533 mm-hmm. it's like a just shy of a 920 it's like a 919.7 yes. or 8 or something like that it's consistent too amongst all three days. Yes, right? and yes, yeah. It's not. It's not just one day of uh, you know five nineteen. It's it's holding strong. Most people can't can't maintain that. Well, and that's the thing is, I like I said, I don't know. I was just. I think I was mentally prepared for one. Mm-hmm. Um, the weather really didn't affect me much at all. Uh, I mean, yes, you were there, so you know there was a little bit of rain. Very little wind. I mean, every once in a while the wind would blow, but if you waited for it, it'd go away. And you yeah. could deal with it. Um, you know, and the rain wasn't really crazy. wasn't that bad. We've no, had crazier, it wasn't that bad. We've had crazier rains in Reading before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So I mean, it's uh, it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it it got a little bit wet, and it was a little annoying at times. But like, I didn't really add a whole lot to my, you know, sight when I was shooting. Even when it was raining, like not pouring but actively raining uh-huh. you know i might i might have gave it a, just a few clicks uh-huh. you know were you just were you just, just, give, counting just clicks give it a little or were you doing yards? yeah i just give it i was it would be like a quarter to a half yard more maybe yeah yeah i was doing the same i was just adding clicks i wasn't trying just, to just game so, a yardage. Yeah. no 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 i was just just giving it a few clicks like eh, you know it's wet you know and i'd always try to make sure you know flick the string in case there was water on it you know give it a couple of give it a couple of plunks yeah you know and uh you know look at your arrow give it a 
quick wipe or something like that, just so there's not beads sitting on the arrow. Yeah, how did um, your uh, your gas strings hold up? <laughs> nothing well, moved. Pretty well. Hmm? Nothing, yeah, nothing moved. There you go. <laughs> I wonder what that means. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe they make a good string after all. What? What? Huh, Wendell? <laughs> no, I mean 452x. You can't really fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but it's 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 a you know it's a very very solid string. I mean, like I said, mine didn't move. I haven't. Right. Uh, I my yardage just stayed the same throughout the whole. Uh, shoot like i said the only thing the only thing i was adding was i was adding just a couple of clicks just because mm-hmm. it was actively raining and my thought process was well you know the arrow's flying down there and it's hitting raindrops yes so it it's going to slow that arrow down all albeit it won't be much but it might slow it down a little bit so let's just give it a few clicks just to make sure that's exactly my theory is that the arrow's got a little more it's just a little heavier because it's got water on it well, it's not just the water too, but it's the friction as it's going through the air. Because now it's not just air; it's it's fighting. It's fighting air and water. Oh, as, I didn't even think about that. You know, yeah, it's the the, the rain's falling, so it's hitting it's hitting raindrops on the way down there, right? Oh shit! Maybe I'm no, maybe no. I'm overthinking it, but that, that I mean that's what, if you picture it, yeah, yeah. So you know. So let me ask. Okay, before I, I I'm gonna get into writing. I got so many questions for you, but okay. leading up to writing, right? Fresno was the week before. Yes. How did you shoot in Fresno, and how did that, you know, play into your your mindset going into Reading? I, I was shooting well in Fresno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a few hiccups on the second day where I, I just mentally I just had a couple of lapses where I just wasn't staying focused, and mm-hmm. and it bit me. It bit me. Okay. Uh, so I, you know, I dropped a few more points than I wanted to. But the first day I, I shot pretty well, but it was the second day that, like I said, I just got a little just wasn't focused and missed a few points that I shouldn't have uh-huh. for, for sure. Um, but it would, but, but Fresno is a really good practice for it. I mean, some of those spots at Fresno though, are just really big. That's I mean, they're what people have been big telling. dots. People yeah. There's some really big, yeah. There's some really big dots on some of those, some of those targets. And so you get a little lazy. I've heard it's the new and, Lodi. Well, but Fresno's always been this way. It's always had bigger dots on certain targets. Uh-huh. It's always been that way. So, you know, um, but it's still a good practice before Reading. Uh-huh. I agree. You know, any any of those safari shoots it, it, that are held anywhere are good practices for Reading because it's just shooting at orange dots. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is you just need to stay focused on the orange dot and learn how to aim at it because mm-hmm. it's it's not like a field or a hunter round target that has an X ring with an X in the middle of it to aim at. Right. It's just it's just this big orange blob that you got to look at and you got to find something to to aim at mm-hmm. to focus, you know. Yeah, cuz you'll float around the whole orange it's yeah. like the whole thing is the X-ring. That's right. Minus and then you'll the get lazy. Center. Yep, you'll get lazy and it'll float around and you need to find something to focus on in the middle. So, you know, like for me, I'm shooting a a 0.62 diopter feather vision, so it's a it's a little 5 power so to speak. It's uh-huh. probably not truly 5 power cuz I don't have my sight fully extended, uh-huh. um, but it's a very clear lens, and I can see really well with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I shoot with a clarifier, so I can see really well. And I have a drilled; it's a DSA, so it's a drilled with the etching. Uh-huh. So it's not a very big dot, uh, I don't think. I mean, some people say it's big, but I think that the etching is like I think it's it's either eighty or ninety thou etching, and then uh, nineteen thou fiber. Okay. So it's not super huge, you it's know, a but it's. Size. Yeah, but but you know I can see it, and it's it gives me something to contrast, so I can see the green fiber, but I can also 
see the dot if if the fiber washes out on something. Now, Mark, you said you don't run your sight all the way out. Is that because you torque tuned it to where it is? Did you groove tune it to where it is? Or did you set it to where it is to frame your housing a certain way or your peep housing? That's that's what I set it for. I set it for my housing so that I could see that just just fill my just fill the my peep site with the with the housing so I could get my you know see the the white circle that's around my housing. It's the it's a little AVX thirty one, so it's the the smaller housing, mm-hmm. um, and. That's that's why I moved it in. It was just just so that it all lined up with my peep sight. Damn! So you don't even have, do you torque tune your rest? Uh, sort of. Yeah, you just don't put a lot of you know you don't go overboard with it. I don't go. I never have gone overboard with everything. I, I mean, I I do a little bit of tuning, like tweaks here and there. But <laughs> if I can get the as soon as the arrows group, I'm happy. Because yeah. if they're grouping, I'm good. What? Why do I need to? You know, right. I mean, maybe I should spend a little more time and maybe I get better groups and maybe I shoot a higher score, but hey, I, you're good where you, you, you're doing just fine. <laughs> All right. Well, let's just slow. Let's pump the brakes a little. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. So, OK, let's see here. In Reading, you started on target 40, correct? Yes. And target 40 was the bunnies, rabbits. It's the yeah, that's the, like 20, 23 yard. Three? 23-yard bunnies, I think. Uh-huh. Are they uphill? A little bit uphill, yep. Uh-huh. And uh, so let me ask. You start on target 40. Is there – did you guys game a particular section of course? Is this – like do you guys choose to go here in hopes that you hit certain targets at certain times? Somewhat. So in the last – for the last several years, I'd been shooting off of target 50 was where I'd started. But then since the – and target 50 was a good place to start before the fire they came through reading and before they kind of changed some targets around mm-hmm. um but really I, I mean i think any of those targets it just depends on where you what you want to shoot do you want to shoot the long ones the first day and get them out of the way and then just try to cruise after that or do you want to shoot the long ones in the second day after you're rolling or something you know and then you know that's you just got to decide what you want but i kind of felt like 40 look good. I, just looking at the way it starts and where it ends and then where it starts for the second day and where it ends and where it starts for the third day. Yeah, I just so, like the way it, the look of it. I was like, you know, I, and I'd never started on 40. Yeah. Uh, it looks my, like 40, you know, is kind of the end of all the technical uphill shooting. Maybe you have a little bit, you know, you have a, a little bit of uphill shooting and then you kind of get into the long shit. Yeah. You get right into the long shit. So, you, so the only other, the only non-long thing you don't shoot is because you end up finish. We end up finishing on what is it? The on the one, one right after on day one, you finish on the, the bunny on the or the skunks right after uh, the elk herd. Yes, yes, the elk scene and then skunk the twenty yard yep. skunks. The twenty yard skunks. That's yeah. where you end after. That's where we ended on the first day. Those, right after that, those skunks ain't easy either. <laughs> it's like uh, no. after the elk, you're like fuck, and then you gotta go and the <laughs> the, the yep. skunks are uphill and tiny. I know, I know, and they've <laughs> and they bit me and they bit me in the ass many a times, but <laughs> I kicked their little rears this year. I'll tell you that. Yeah, let me see, let me see. I I have all your scores pulled. Oh yeah, you twenty two them. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, so it was <laughs> really funny. Was uh, day one, I was like, you know. I felt like I was shooting hot, right? Not too hot. But then, uh, you know, I saw you in the tents, and I was like, Mark, how'd you do? 
And you're like, oh, pretty good. And then you asked me what I, you know, and then I gave up my score. And then you were like, oh, well, <laughs> two. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. So day two, I shot, it was raining. I think I shot a little worse. I think I was four on day one. Day two, uh, it was the same. <laughs> it was the same thing when I saw you. Two. And I was like, damn. Yep. And then day three, I only dropped, uh, I think I only dropped two on day three. And I was like, oh, I got him today. Oh, I got him today. <laughs> You did. You got me on the last day because I I dropped three on the last day. Yeah, but uh, no, but I didn't. There's no catching you after. <laughs> There's no catching you after that. After throwing a seven. <laughs> yeah, but it was so cool. Like, uh, well, we'll get into all that. But okay, so let's say you start off on the bunnies, and you work your way through. You do all the hard shit on day one. Now you have a group of people that you shoot with, right? Is it your same group, or did you have a different well, group this year? No, I had a different group because, like I said, the group I normally shoot with was on Target 50. So They stayed 50. Uh, they stayed, and then I moved because I used to shoot, you know, I used to shoot uh, with with Heather, with mm-hmm. Heather Gore. Mm-hmm. And this year, since I went to the senior division, I figured it only made sense that I shoot in the senior uh, team money. Uh-huh. So I partnered up with Doug Rosin. So him and I are, were partners, and so we had to basically find a new home, and Doug had Doug had shot there last year on 40. So, okay. so yeah. So I was like, well, and he said, no, it's a good, and there was a good group of guys there. And so he's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So we ended up on 40. And I, like I said, ain't even after I looked things over, I mean, that's kind of, I wanted to try it out anyways and see how, how that start worked for me. Uh-huh. Knock out the hard stuff first. This is, is that always yeah. been your, your deal? Well, you know, I just figure I'm fresh and I'm, you know, I got no expectations. Let's see what we can get. Let's see what we can get done. Damn. That's like, that's, the most dangerous mindset I think is no expectation. The guys that go in, no expectations, but know what they're capable of, you know? Well, yeah. You know, I can hit them all. I know I can hit every damn one of them. It's mm-hmm. just putting it, it's just putting it all together. You yeah. Know? Yeah, definitely. So let's see. It looks like you dropped one on the antelope at 40 target 50. <laughs> we don't have to do go over all these. Mark. Oh yeah. <laughs> all no. Two, oh, all you, two of them. Oh, you actually, Oh, you know, you know what I, but yeah. Um, yeah, no, that sucked. I was pissed when I missed that one. I was like, "What the you hell were, was that?" You were rolling. You you were rolling. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's your first miss. Was you know, you're ten clean. Yep. And, hey, so let me ask: when you're ten clean, what is your mindset? Is it just I'm gonna do this? I got this. Yeah, I, my mindset was just I, I I don't think about what I've done and what I, you know where I'm at. I try not to anyway. I just right. try to think about each each end of each shot individually. Right. And that's it. No, it makes sense because you don't want to poison the well. You don't want to. Yeah. I can't wait to make an Instagram post about this tonight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> no, that was that was the thing was is I was clean because, like I said, I always used to. We started on target 50. Uh huh. That was the first one I missed. So when I got to target 50, that's the antelope is target mm-hmm. 50. And I missed the damn thing. I was like, what? You, really? You only dropped one point. I, just so everyone knows. It's not like you, you didn't shoot a 20. You just shot a 21. And in fact, I you, did. You, I like let me see you didn't shoot anything less than a 21 at all no no damn that's solid that's solid man no it was like i said it was a really good weekend but i think it was you know i've been practicing and i've been really working on you know my my mental focus Mm -hmm. and you know just like what i talked about like and uh at vegas you know just going through the shot process and just staying focused on all of everything that's going on in my head and making sure that all the components are where they need to be. You know, I got my grip, right. I got my sight, right. I got my tunnel. I got, you know, every, yes. you know, my breathing's good. My heart rate's down. 
I'm just trying to focus on what I need to aim at, focus in the middle, execute, you know, pull, 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 and then pow, it goes off. The, the I mean, it, sound, it sounds really easy, but, but you know, oh, yeah. it takes a little work. It, I mean, everything's kind of come. I can, the way I see it is it's archery's never like a, you know, boom, 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 everything's clean. It's It's more like you're flying through a debris field and you're trying to avoid all the, you know, all the stuff coming at you. Uh, and at the same time, trying to maintain a smooth flight here. Uh, you 22 Bigfoot. I did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't worried about Bigfoot. I'd been practicing. I'd shot it at, at home. I knew my arrows grouped well. I knew I had a good mark. I, I ate, checked it all. I, I knew it was there. I practiced 101. I hate I shit on Bigfoot. I don't know what the... <laughs> uh, um, let me ask. This is the first thing that I thought when I saw you get 22 Bigfoot. I was like, what kind of arrow build is Mark shooting? For the 101, which I know is not, you know, it's the, this is kind of newbie of me to think an arrow build had something to do with it. But uh, just for the people and, you know, all the rest of us, me specifically, <laughs> are you shooting a 100 grain point on your arrows? 120s. 120s. And were you shooting your yep. X veins? No, I'm shooting the AE Max veins with the one 1.8. Uh-huh. Something, right? Yeah, yeah. One point. Yeah. The 187s? Or no, yeah. that's the FFPs. But I, yeah, the, the equivalent, the shield cuts. Yeah, yeah. But the the max and they're uh, just three, yeah, just three flight. And and you're shooting it off a blade, right? Yep. So nothing fancy. Nope, nothing, nothing fancy, fancy at all. All the basics. Well, shit, I guess I got to just practice more. Uh, <laughs> just, make a good sh- just make a good shot. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I, I, you know, there's a good shot, though. There's breaking a good shot and going, yes. And then there's breaking a shot that you thought was good and going, get in there, you know? Yeah. I guess that wouldn't be a good shot at the end of the day. Um, so let's see. The only other point you dropped was on target 63, which was the elk scene. The elk herd, the rotten but boogers. It was <laughs> the boogers. <laughs> um, again, well, I really, wanted, I really wanted the elk herd. I wanted it. And that was probably part yeah. of why I missed it. But I really wanted it. So I was like, ooh. I really want you. Was it the right to so, left win that that got you? No, it was just it, it maybe, but I it, but there really there was a little break, not much. There wasn't much wind. I can't blame it on the wind. It was just the shot didn't break clean and it just just missed. Do you see now? I think that's the other thing that separates you from like the weenies, like myself. Is I'm instantly asking, was it the wind? Right? <laughs> was it something outside of your control that did it? And you said no. Nah. No, it was just a, a shot that could have been done better. Yeah, it was. There was only one shot that I made all weekend that I questioned that missed. Yeah. And that was on the that was on the, the Canyon Bears. Canyon Bears? Let's see. Which yep. uh Canyon Bears is thir- the thirty three target. Um, yeah, I I because I missed one there. That was on uh Sunday then. That was on Sunday, yep. That was the only one that I was surprised was I it- was really surprised. Left Doug to right, says, left to right wind on that one. It was there was no wind. There was no wind blowing there either. Really, that one I shot. Yeah, it really wasn't. There wasn't much there to play with. Damn. But when Doug told me it was outright, I had I had to look at him like what? Uh huh. That was the only one that that was the only question mark. So that arrow got pulled out of the target and it got put at the back of the quiver. <laughs> okay, well let me ask your your follow up shot. That was so number arrow number one was outright. Yeah, I, I imagine it's close, right? It's probably real. Close. Actually, no. It was it was actually out a, a fair distance. It was probably a good. It was probably out right about 
inch and a half or so. That's a fair. I call that close. <laughs> Dude. Oh well, I mean, it was you know, it was it was for me. I, I mean, well, I mean, I was just it was out. It Six, was out, and I wasn't happy. Sixty-four <laughs> yard shot over a canyon—that's rough. But okay, so let me ask your follow-up shot. Do you just take it dead on, or do you give it a couple clicks? Or no, I shot it dead on because I because I knew I made a good shot, and it was just something I don't know what it was. Uh huh. So I just followed up with another good shot, and it, it drove right in the middle. Damn. So I, I and then I I inspected that arrow and I looked at it. I can't blame it on the arrow. I mean, maybe it was something I did and I just didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. But it was it really surprised me when it went when it went out. The other ones that I missed, I knew I missed because they were not grid shots. But that one was the only one that I thought that felt good. that just why did that not hit? Yeah, you know? a guy like you, Mark. Like I figure, um, I always say this thing about certain archers. Like I I grade certain archers on a like a success rate at certain yardages. And I feel like 65 yards you're, you're deadly at, you know what I mean? It, it's a done deal for 65 yards. So, well, and, 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 and to be honest with you, that's a pretty good side. That's a pretty generous dot that they have on those cross Canyon right, bears. All right, it's, all right. it's, e- easy, it's, a, it's easy, you know, well, okay. <laughs> think about, think about the, think about the 59 yard bears, uh-huh. which are target. I think it's 53. Okay. I think it's target 53. That that spot is the same size as the antelope at like forty something yards, whereas the sixty that sixty four yard canyon bears is the same size spot as the uh, elk herd. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you you did twenty two those bears. I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because I wanted those too. <laughs> and plus, it was it was after I'd missed my the antelope. Well, it wasn't right after I missed. It was a couple targets after I'd missed the antelope. So that's the 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 two standing bears before Bigfoot, right? It's like yeah. A mini canyon. There's like a small canyon. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Those are the those were the ones that used to be directly after Bigfoot. Those are tiny dots. Yes. They yeah, used to be right saying. after are, Bigfoot. Slightly. They uphill. used to be. Yep. They used oh. to be right after Bigfoot. Same distance. Same distance. But they used to be uphill. I hated them then. I remember. I hated them too. Yeah. I felt very confident shooting him this year and i think i 21 him but you know whatever it's not about me but uh <laughs> <laughs> um so day two is the day it rained yes and you still shot fucking lights out yeah well like i said everything was the bow was shooting great there was nothing changing so all i did was you know added a couple of clicks if i if i thought it needed it only if i thought it needed it that was it Mm-hmm. And, and what warranted that was just if it was raining hard if it was like actively raining mm-hmm. yeah if it was actively raining which it, then you know like i said it really wasn't raining hard it was just little drizzles here and there yeah so you know it wasn't that bad i think it actually rained more at one point it rained harder i think it rained harder on the first day at late in the day uh-huh you know it rained a pretty good amount like right when i got to the goats on the first day uh-huh. you know the white goats before you turn and go up to the four yarder Yes, yes, right before the four. I was standing there, and it started raining, like it was raining. Mm -hmm. And I was on the line, and I I mean, I had to put my jacket. That was when I had to finally put my raincoat on on the first day. Mm -hmm. And I put my raincoat on, then I felt all constricted because I had a raincoat on, and it just (laughs) felt different. I wasn't all loose like I was shooting before with my just jersey on and a sweater. So I had to work that. That one took a little while to get the shots to break on that one with the rain. (laughs) But I was able to get them, but it it still just took a – little more focus and yeah. tell myself to settle down. You'll get it. Now, 
I mean, Mark, I haven't listened to the Bo Junkie podcast. I desperately want to, um, but my buddy told me not to, so I don't end up sounding like pool. And so if if any of this sounds like you're repeating yourself, did you tell? Is this all the same line of questioning that? That no, was on not the, at all. Okay. No, not at all. You're Thank fine. God. You're fine. All right. I, I'm going to listen to it tomorrow. You give you those. Okay. Give you those thumbs up. <laughs> Got it. All right. So uh, day two, rain just didn't didn't touch you. No, like I said, day, day two the rain didn't affect me. No. Yeah. It looks like you dropped your second inside of your first ten targets, and then you just clean swept out of there. Yep. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that was the second day that you were like, mm. <laughs> only yeah, two down no, again, it, Wendell. <laughs> it was. It, I was cruising right along. It was feeling really good. Damn. Yeah, you know, I always tell people that the key in Reading, you know, I feel like Reading is a lot of 35 to 45-yard shooting or even 20 to, you know, 45-yard shooting. And if you master all of that stuff, you can break, you know, 1,500. It's the, the additional – 30 points that a lot of us want is outside of that range, you know? And it looks like you just danced right over all of it, man. I just, like I said, it was, it, the, the bow was holding well, the, the, the shots were breaking good. I, 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 I was staying focused. And I think that was the main thing was that I was just able to focus and, and you know, shoot one shot at a time. It's yeah. like, I, like I've always said it, you know, you just got to shoot one shot at a time. Don't think about the last one you shot. And don't think about the next one that you have to shoot. You just worry about the one that's right in front of you. Yeah. Shoot it, and then you start all over again. Yeah, that's the part of that is the you know your tunnel analogy, which I've heard yeah. a ton of people talk about. Like trying to, like after they listened to your your Vegas episode, they were like, "Oh man, like that's what I'm trying to visualize now, and it's helping me, and it's it's well, good. It's pretty cool, man. Like uh, you know, you, without sounding weird, you touch a lot of people with." Your words, your words. Well, no, no, no. But I mean, but that's good though. I mean, I, it makes me feel, it makes me feel good that, that, you know, maybe something that I'm saying or, 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 or doing is, is able to help someone else, you know, improve on their, their archery journey. I mean, it just, cause that's what it's all about. I'm, I want to see other folks shoot well. I want to see them shoot their best scores they've ever shot and walk off the range with this giant grin on their face. Just like, <laughs> just happy as hell because they just, you know, beat their personal best score. Yeah. Well, I because I know what it feels like to do that, and it's fantastic. It's awesome. I think that's what makes you a good ambassador to the sport is that uh, you also want you want everyone to do good. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, and thank you for that. But I mean, yes, it's true. I do. I truly do want. To, I want everyone to shoot well. And you know, if there's anything that I can do to help, I, I'm happy to do it. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I'm right there with you, Mark. I just hope they shoot one point less well than I do. <laughs> 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 so, dude. This is another major national event that you walked off with no shoot off needed. So I know it's it, it 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 worries me because if I do get into a shoot off what's going to happen? Oh, you're going to pull the tunnel up and you're going to plow it through someone's ass, dude. That's your <laughs> that's your fucking MO, man. <laughs> so, you know, for everyone who's listening, Mark shot 1533, just the highest score by 2 points in the um, championship senior male class, um, freestyle. Uh, behind you was Rob Morgan and Tim Gillingham. Yep. On day three, was that in your mind at all? Like, were you thinking about that? That these guys are on your tail? Did you see their scores relative to yours? Or oh no, I, I I knew where everybody was. I knew what my lead was. I knew going in that I had I had you know three points to play with, and if I dropped mm-hmm. a fourth, then I could potentially be tied with with Tim. 
at uh-huh. the time, you know. But and, I imagine and, after uh, Friday, Saturday, right? Well, yes. here's the other thing. Okay, so Friday, Saturday, you know that you're strong and you have a three, you know, you have a, a three-point lead that you can play with, right? Is what you're saying. Yeah. So, going into Sunday, it's not like you're shooting the lower 14. You're shooting up the canyon, which is arguably yeah, that, technical shooting, like hard technical shooting. It, it is, but there's only a couple. I mean, in my mind, the way I like the canyon, mm-hmm. I enjoy going up the canyon. There's only a couple of targets that get me mm-hmm. and 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 that worry me. The uphill shots usually get me. You're right. The, the uphill shots are something that I have to work on. But but for that, that helps me focus even harder on those darn uphill shots because I really want to get them, right? Uh-huh. I mean, with but, that being said, they didn't get you hardly at all. <laughs> well, a couple of them did because I did lose. I did drop three points, and I only shot 20 targets, so I, I shot worse than I did on the first two days, really. So but after you dropped those, you know, your collective three points on Sunday, were you coming off thinking, ooh, I wonder what – you know where I stand with the other guys, or did you know it was like okay? Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew. Once I when I got to the last target and I had, I was, I had three points. I dropped my three points, but I knew when I was getting to the last target, I knew I just had to shoot it. Mm-hmm. I just had a twenty. I mean, I didn't. I, no one had told me. No one was looking at like the active, you know, the live scoring or anything because I don't even know if it was working. But um, I mean, there was no service up there, so I who knows. But I knew already that. You know, as long as I didn't drop another point, I had it. Uh huh. You know, so when I got to that last target, it was just like, right? Shoot, you, let's. You knew you had three, shoot to, three to play with, right? I knew I had. I knew I had three to play with, and if I dropped four, I could potentially be tied with someone. Mm-hmm. But that's if they shot clean. All right. Well, your final target is uh, was uh, let's see. Target was it? Target forty was your final target? Thirty nine. Target. 39s so those a, uphill little uphill wolves right wolves or whatever yeah and that's no easy shot either no it that one that one took me a bit to get the the two shots to go off yeah where you you were, you were playing it uh, safe i'd imagine playing it smart oh yeah i think i i let down three times on the first shot and two times on the second shot mm, that's <laughs> that's how i play it too <laughs> yeah but they both hit middle so that's all that matters damn damn <laughs> <laughs> I love it, <laughs> dude. So, Mark, you, you shoot a hinge, you shoot the the HPC, right? Uh, yep. Not gonna lie, I ran out and got an HPC after reading. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, do you run it relatively hot? I know you, uh, you you run fast click on your on your sears, right? I don't have a click. I run no click. Oh, that's right. You're running no click now. No click. No click. That's nope. bananas, I, dude. And that's a yep. recent thing. That's within the last year and a half, that's two what, years? Probably, yeah, probably the last year and a half or so. Yeah, no click. Because I was finding that I was hanging up on the click. Uh-huh. I, 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 I'd get settled in anchor and then get to the click, and then it would just stall. Everything would stall out, and I couldn't get it to go. So then I thought, well, I just need to keep movement moving, and if I keep movement moving, you know, Without a click, I'm just pulling through there, and it's just a constant pull. So it's just rolling that thing over, and I'm not like click and then waiting. Just poof, it would go off. Was this something you picked up from like a Joel Turner thing, or is this just you thinking? No, no, I don't no. Need to get... It was no, because I just noticed that every time I hit the click, I was stalling. So I was like, I gotta try something different. I gotta get rid of this click. Let's go without a click and see what happens. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So I, I agree with that. Um, you know, back in the day when I was, you know. 
a, a shooter, more or less. Um, I also ran my hinge with no click. And I was saying it's like riding a bike with no helmet, but you go, you, you're paying attention, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you just don't get stalled. That Your hand doesn't get all tense after the click, anticipating how much more travel you have. So. Yep. Uh, I am all about it. I like it. So, yep. No, I, that's that's just the way I shoot them now. I mean, and it works for me, you know. What? So that's what I like. <laughs> what am I going to say? You sure? And <laughs> 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 yeah. no shit, it works for you, pal. <laughs> so, Mark, next up is Darrington, right? You're going to do field nationals? Yes. yes. I mean, there's, you know, of course, there's a couple of local shoots before then. There's, uh, you know, Nevada City coming up. Oh, yeah. That's that's the next one. And, uh, and then after that, I think there's... Cougar Mountain, I'll probably go to that one. I don't. Well, I don't know. We'll see if I if I can go or not. Yeah, I'm sure you can. <laughs> you know. Well, I have. To, you know, to be honest, Wendell, I have, and this is the God's honest truth. I have, since I got back from Reading, I've been so busy with work, I have not been able to shoot my bow since Reading. Oh my! Really? Really? I've been. I have not shot my bow since the Sunday at Reading. Okay. Well, to be fair, I think when you when you win a major like this, you just need to relax for a little bit and take care of business <laughs> you know? well and it, it, it's fine to relax but i kind of miss shooting my bow it's just work has just been <laughs> just it's just work is in my way right now and it's just i'm really busy because this this farming gig is a pain sometimes because it's just <laughs> it's just oh yeah it's right. really this time of the year it's just, i'm very busy hey, so. from one farmer to another man i feel you i mean I, i'm a chicken <laughs> a avian farmer over here so mine's a bit different yeah. than yours but i get it yeah yeah um, yeah, man. I, I mean, that's awesome. I, I, uh, I know. I have this thing that I say about you to people that ask me about you. That I said, Mark, win or lose, he's he'd rather he's he'll shoot his bow no matter what. Like he just oh, yeah. he just wants to shoot, even if he wasn't winning everything, you'd still see him out there competing. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's it's real funny as you say. Oh, I, I wish I was shooting my bow like. That's to me. That's what a champion is defined by: is someone who pursue or who enjoys the journey more than the end result. You know. Well, you know, for me, like just shooting. Like when I get out there to practice, it's really re I, I relax. I can shoot. You know, I can forget about work. I can just forget about everything else and just work on just making a good shot. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just work on that, and you know, build off of whatever I want to be working on that day. If it's you know making sure I got a you know, my back shoulders where I want it to be or where my grip is that day or, you know. There's uh, something very meditative about that, you know. It if, is. If you're not falling into, a, like, a negativity pit, um, then, yeah, it can be a really it can be a really awesome time, you know, regardless of where you place. Yeah. That was my, my main goal for the weekend was don't fall into one of those pits where you're, like, you know, trying to figure out, oh, well, how come stuff's not hitting? And – I felt great. I never fell into the pit, and I, you know, I put down a, a score that was similar to one of my old day scores. But yeah, it, it wasn't no, well, wasn't no Mark Rubio score. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you, it was. I just had a really good weekend. I mean, I yes, I practiced up for it, but that was my highest score ever shot at Reading. I, what was your so, highest before that, Mark? Twenty eight. Uh, twenty. Uh, twenty eight. Yep. Damn, that's balling too. I have. I had several twenty sevens. Mm -hmm. Several. How many times? Did I, I probably okay, let's say several. Yeah. Let's not say several. Let's say a couple. I probably had four twenty sevens, probably three or four twenty sixes, and I had one twenty eight. God. Damn. And 
then and then a smattering of you know twenty ones and twenty threes and eighteens and fifteens, you know, bouncing around just depends on what's going on. But how, how many years have you, you know, shot this event? I don't know, twenty years. God damn! I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> twenty years. That. Well, when I, the 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 year when I was an amateur, which was in two thousand ten. Uh-huh. In 2010, I won the amateur mm-hmm. at Reading with a 26. God damn, that's funny. And that cause... that year, that year it was raining. I mean, it wasn't just raining. Like it, <laughs> it what we did, it, it was it was raining that year. Is that the it year Jesse dumping. smoked a bunch? Like, no, that wasn't the year he did the one down. But it was, but uh, but no, it was. Yeah, that that year that I did that, I ended up taking the lens out at one point. Ooh. And you're shooting with the up pin. That was when I was shooting an up pin Ooh. back then. And that worked? Well, it worked when I took the lens out because I couldn't see because I was so tired of looking at water droplets. <laughs> so yeah, I just unscrewed the, I unscrewed the lens and just shot it with the, just the up pin. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a dot looking small because now you have no magnification <laughs> yeah. and you just got this little up pin and you're aiming it. But but it worked it's for just me. Gonna it worked, replace, it's just going to replace the orange spot for a second. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Dude, here's a funny, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to cast it to you and then I'm going to reel it back to myself again. But, um, you know, I always talk about the way I, uh, you know, one of the ways I've always admired you is because of this lineage of, like, my coach admired you, right? So, mm. in jujitsu, it would be like you would be one of the, the old Gracie guys and then, you know, the, they teach someone and then that person teaches someone, right? And one thing that I've always liked or w- that <laughs> – has always put things into perspective for me. It was all of my accompl- all the accomplishments that I've done in archery, you've done on a harder difficulty level, right? So the year you won amateur, I've also won amateur at Reading, mm-hmm. but it didn't rain when I did it. <laughs> it was nice. I don't even think it was windy, dude. It was just hot, and anyone yeah. can can beat the heat if you just stay hydrated. That's right. And then you know, are you still hold a national record for field archery? In the amateur course. Yes. And yes. when I held a record, I shot it at a place that was flatter than insert dumb joke here. You know what I mean? It was fucking – you could lay a level on that whole course, and it's the bubble be in the middle the whole time. I think yeah. I had one slight downhill, and then you, when you set the record, was it Darrington, right? Yes. And that's technical, correct? It was on the uh, Coyote course, the hardest – what everybody claims is the hardest course up there. Jesus. <laughs> Now I would imagine they're claiming that because there's a, a ton of downhill, uphill. lots of side hill, uphill, side hill. Yeah, there's Ugh. some there's some good shooting up there. <laughs> Dude, listen to the difference in how we talk. I'm like, Ugh. and you're like, ooh, that's some good. I can see you just you're probably rubbing your palms together, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's fun though. I mean, that's that, but that technical stuff is cool because if you can if you can figure it out or at least think you can figure it out, it's. It's really cool when you hit because you're like, oh, I got that. Look at that. What do <laughs> you know? <laughs> what do they make you in a lab, dude? This? Yeah, Man, it's just it's it's good. I mean, when you're you know, like I said, the my Achilles heel is anything uphill. Slight uphill shots are harder. If they're really uphill, I can usually get through them. But the very just slight uphill shots, for whatever reason, I fight it. And, yeah, but you know, you say that, Mark, but you do it well. And so, well, I would imagine because in my mind. Yeah, uphill shots are more difficult, but if you can just get that idea of it being difficult out of your head, yes, you can you can cruise through it. I did real good in the going up the canyon because 
I thought to myself, it's just aiming uphill. It, it's no different. It's, we just think it's different. Yeah. You know? And it looks like, I mean, you handle it super well. I mean, fucking, you smoked it, dude. I did. No, but I can't, I, there's, there's room to improve. There's still room to improve. Dude, <laughs> how good did it feel getting that, your picture taken on top of the elk? That was pretty fun. Was pretty I, cool, I always want. I always wanted that. I was like, man, because I, you know, back back in the amateur days, that wasn't what something the amateurs did. It's always something that the pros did. Yeah. So I was always. When I saw the picture of people riding the elk. I'm like, damn, man, one of these years I need to do that. <laughs> well, I got to do it this year. <laughs> That's cool, man. Oh, dude. Um, did you get a big fat check after Reading? I know it's not the same as Vegas, but I mean, it's another. It's an, Oh no, there was there's contingency. Yep, there's contingency that came along with it. Attaboy. So, Attaboy. So yeah. at this point, have you matched your salary, your day job, your nine to five salary with NFA no. winnings? No. Oh, you're like a tenured no. guy though, so it's like it's... No. <laughs> the, 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 well, we should say not it, yet. We should say not no. yet. <laughs> All right. There you know, I this is also you have to take into account that this is the senior class, right? So yes. the senior class doesn't pay as well as the you know, the adult, you know, class or the open adult class, right? So that one that one pays considerably more, you know, at, at Vegas and, and at at Reading and at, at all the other venues. Yeah. So you have to take that into account. But but you know, I mean the traveling is expensive and all this other stuff's expensive. So this just helps me to be able to do more. So I'm hoping yeah. that next year, you know, a lot of this, the contingency monies that I'm getting this year is I'm hoping to use next year to travel and go to, um, maybe, you know, go to indoor nationals and go do Hell yeah. uh, South Dakota, go do, uh, and then I don't know where they're going to have, I should look that up. I don't even know where they're going to have outdoor nationals next year. Um, right. They'll, I mean, they'll either be, I'm assuming they'll either be in Yankton or in uh, Mechanicsburg. Is, I'm, is I'm outdoor, outdoor Nationals, is that like a uh, 900 round? No, no, no. This is nas Outdoor Nationals, just like what we're going to do up in Darrington. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, okay. That Outdoor Nationals. Not just, not like the 900 round or anything like that. Okay. Damn, dude. But they, but I know that, like, you shot you shot uh, uh, Outdoor Nationals in Mechanicsburg, right? Yes. That's where you guys. Yes. Where you shot it, I see. I've never been there, uh, so you wouldn't I, be bored with it, Mark. Yeah. Well, no, because I shoot at YOLO all the time. It's dead flat at YOLO. I like shooting there, <laughs> dude. It works for you. <laughs> it's that's right. I like shooting there, so it's, I'm happy with flat. Flat's good, dude. You know what's so cool about you winning, man? Like it's just another thing. I'm gonna fall on about you for a little bit, and you know, recently there's all this debate about blank bail, and then. The other thing, which is like Henry Bass was saying, you, you shoot close and then work your way back until you hit some level of comfort. I think these guys are talking particularly indoor, right? But it was never defined. And I had I had said that the thing that they have in common is they're just shooting a lot, you mm -hmm. know, regardless of whether you want to do this one or that one. And then I kind of thought, you know who does that is Mark. <laughs> Mark doesn't say do this or do that. Just go shoot, go, you know, ultimately go shoot your bow. It's your catchphrase. Yeah. Did you Just get go that, shoot your bow. Did you get the catchphrase in on Bow Junkie? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, God. What kind of showman are you? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now's the time, dude. We got to start marketing you. Go shoot your bow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a t-shirt, and if people buy it, 
You can have the money. <laughs> you can have no. the, let it. It'll fund you for you know yeah. you, whatever. <laughs> so you can stuff your mattress with more hundreds. <laughs> That's what people were asking. Like, man, what do you think Mark's doing right now? And I said he's probably swimming around in a big pool of coins, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> so, shit. Yeah, um, dude, it's just it's like I was saying. It's it's just a real cool thing to see you, a guy who you know you've told everyone the secret, right? I.e., being the secret is hard work and shooting your bow, above all, right? Tuning's mm-hmm. fine, doing this is fine, but shooting your bow is then end all be all. And then to see you win on a weekend where everyone was like, we were all there. Going through the same thing, you know, it's it's just amazing, dude. Well, thank you. I, you know, I mean, I don't want to put this on you like a you know, Michael Jordan or like a Jesus thing, but you know what you did that weekend, it it affected everyone that knows you. I think in a very positive way, you know. I think not not to for us to be like, oh, well, I can go out and do that, but it just goes to show us what what is possible. You know? Well, I, and and that's good because, it, but it's true that it, it all you guys, everybody that I shoot with, like at all these outlaw things and all these other local shoots that we have, we all shoot together. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all just people that like to shoot bows. Yeah. And if you if you just put the time and the energy behind it and focus on what you what your goals are and what you want, you just find that goal and just go after it. Yeah. Like I said, I my goal was to shoot fifteen thirty or better. It wasn't to go and win Reading. Right. That wasn't my goal. My goal wasn't to win Reading. Not that was just a happy occurrence after shooting, you know, above fifteen thirty. But my goal was to shoot a fifteen thirty. Now, did I look at the scores and see the past how fifteen thirty would land? Yes. And I was like, oh, fifteen thirty puts me in the top, you know, three or four guys. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. You know, right. if I can shoot a fifteen thirty, you know, in the senior class. Of course, if you you you, you put that up against the adult young adult class those guys are shooting two down you know i mean yeah but that score a 30 puts you at the front of the pack and in, in you know in our in, in my class as well i mean it's not no it does you're not shooting off a Bodie, but you're you're recognized they're like damn yes. you're up there you'll probably be doing a shoot off with somebody yes. so yeah well like i said but that's what i went in doing and that's what i hope that other folks see i mean Yes, you want to focus on, you know, you do want to win. I mean, if nobody wants to, everybody wants to win, right? Everybody's trying to win. So, but you need to find yourself a goal that you think you can, you know, that you know that you can try to achieve, right? And and that's a realistic goal, you know? And because it's not even like I didn't go into just like I had when we talked about Vegas. I didn't go in thinking I was going to win Vegas. I might have said that uh, every now and again when we were out shooting and be like, oh, I'm going to go be in the senior class. I'm going to go win to Vegas, right? But really what my goal was, okay, I want to shoot a 300 in Vegas. Right. That was what it was. Get it passed. Well, the first day I didn't. I shot a 299. So I was like, okay, the second day. I was like, well, I got to shoot a 300 today because I want to shoot a 300. So then I shot a 300 on the second day. So then I had a new goal. I was like, well, let's see if we can shoot two 300s in Vegas. That's an achievable goal, right? Because I shot one, now I can shoot another one. It's hard. So it's hard. I'm not saying it's hard, but it's achievable. Uh So, and then, but like I said, going to Reading was, I was thinking, let's just start with 1530 and we'll see where we go from there. Yeah. And I was on pace for, you know, obviously I was on pace for beating that, meeting my goal. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was like, wow, let's just see if we can 
bump these numbers a little bit. Let's try to see how well we can do. Yeah. I I mean, like I said before, dude, that's one of the deadliest mindsets is not to go out and say, I have to win this. It's here's my goal. Let's see how I, let's, you know, let's see if I can hit this goal. Yep. I'm 30 is a damn good goal, man. It is. No, like I said, and I'm glad I achieved it. I feel like, yeah, you'd be coming off with a big grin on your face if you were 31, 15, 31. Yeah, you know? I'd have been happy. I'd have been very happy. I just, I'd have been very, very happy. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have achieved my goal. So, yeah. I mean, why would I be, I would have been happy. Yeah. And I think, well, of course you'd be happy, man. You can't be coming off a Vegas win, too. Well, that's true, too. Yes. <laughs> you know what you're doing? You're putting your foot down. In this big pile of guys with their foot in a circle, and you're saying, "My foot here," <laughs> you're right in the middle. <laughs> I love it, it. It's yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, but the thing is, is the class, you know, the senior class, all the guys in it, you know, they're all just a bunch of good guys. They've been shooting archery for years. Yeah, they're all killers in their own right. I mean, all those guys can shoot fucking great scores. Mm-hmm. So there, there's no slouching going on there. You still have to fight. I mean, those guys aren't going to let you win. Right. So, I mean, you can't, you know, as soon as you give, as soon as you give a little bit, they're there to take it. Yes. So you can't fart around. You you gotta just go. There's no relaxing or not, not no. relaxing, but there's no easing up. There's no letting off the gas. Nope. You gotta, you gotta stay focused and, you know, keep moving forward. I know. That's the, for sure. I mean, the two guys right behind you are Rob Morgan and, and Tim Gillingham. I mean, yeah, we all know Tim's going to fight for every single point on that score. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, Rob is just a – he's a badass. You know? I know it. Well, all those guys. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Those guys just – you just got to watch it. Yeah. They're going to – they're there. And like I said, I'm, I'm happy that I'm there now. I mean, I'm there. I'm with them, and I'm having a, I'm having a ball. <laughs> Mark, he's so, so mellow, dude. I'm having a ball. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it, I am. It's, it's pretty uh, yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm going to get to shoot. Any less from you, man. Yeah. I want to be shooting with them at Darrington. I mean, I don't know which one, which of the guys will be there, you know, at Darrington. Yeah. But I'll be there hanging out with them. We'll be always shooting because we'll all be on the same bail. So, hey, Darrington is NFAA, right? That's the NFAA Field Nationals. That's the NFAA Outdoor Field Nationals, yes. Sweet, sweet. That's going to be awesome, man. Yep. Uh, t- do you know anything special to prep for that? Because, I mean, you have – you have uh, you still have Nevada. Well, I'd City. like to start. I'd like I'd like to start shooting my bow again here soon because <laughs> I I have a shot in a couple of weeks and it's kind of yeah. getting bad. I take my bow. I take my bow with me. The bow's in the car. I go to work with the hopes that I'll get my work done today so I can go out and shoot. And then something blows up or breaks at work and I'm stuck there later. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm taking my bow back home to put <laughs> back away and then I'll load it back up again tomorrow and try again. So. That's funny. Like I did it. To, I did it tonight. It was with me today, thinking, "Oh, I'll get done early enough today and go shoot." Nope, I brought it home again. So you just hear the thing whimpering in the back. <laughs> yeah, and I know I can't. I know I can't take it tomorrow because I got to go to one of the concerts with one of the kids is in her concert, so I got to go watch the concert tomorrow night. So I can't shoot tomorrow. Yeah. So okay. maybe, maybe Friday, maybe Friday after work. Uh-huh. I don't know. We'll see. Right. We'll see. So you got those events right, and then Darrington's going to be after, correct? Yep, Darrington's July 21st through the 23rd, so Friday, after, Saturday, Sunday. After the June shoot, are you going to start hammering out field rounds? Yeah, after the June shoot, I'll just then I'll make sure that I'll just shoot field and hunter rounds and try to and I'll try to squeeze an animal round in there somewhere because that was kind of my that kind of bit me in the ass last time 
was the animal around those little tiny dots. Yeah. But shooting, you know, break the barriers with them little tiny dots. I think I think that helps. helped me with the animal. That definitely helped with my animal round. So I I feel like break the barriers also helped me with. Well, I mean, I didn't get a chance to do Fresno, but break the barriers definitely helped me prepare for Reading. Oh yeah, you know it's it it's night and day, and it it's showing you how to hold and how to execute under pressure. I, as weird as it sounds for an event to show you that, but those tiny well, dots are you know they force you to to hold and execute. Well, that and and I think it also tightens up your 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 uh, your marks mm-hmm. because yeah. now you're you know you're if you miss that little dot you're like dang it you know why did I miss that you know maybe I need to check my numbers again you know and, and really get them down even closer than what you had them before. Let let me ask you, Mark how how fast can you square up sight mark or how fast do you square up sight marks? Is it is it as simple as getting two numbers and then you're off to the races or like it, I usually I usually the way weeks. I start no yeah, you no, no 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 usually the way I start is I I shoot a twenty uh-huh. I get my twenty mark then I'll go get a sixty mark and I got you know I'm running Archer's mark on my phone yeah so I'll get a twenty and a sixty and I'll put those two numbers in there with all my measurements of the bow and everything right mm-hmm. and then it'll spit out a, a sheet then I'll walk out to eighty and shoot whatever that 80 was, mm-hmm. whatever it says that 80 is supposed to be. And then I'll shoot it and I will fine tune it, you know, click it up, down, whatever I got to do. And then I'll take that number now that I've got for 80 and put it, plug it in as opposed to my 60. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the 60 out and put in the 80 number and I'll have that set. And then from there, you know, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty much done to be honest with you. Damn. And that, that's and, about that's about it. I mean, I'm I'm shooting my short ranges just to check them, and I might play with my peep to uh, uh, sight and arrow distance, right? Uh-huh. Peep to arrow distance, you know, uh-huh. just to kind of fine tune my short, short yardages, uh-huh. and it, it'll clean up the in betweens also. And gotcha. then uh, then then I run a archer's advantage. I've got archer's advantage, and I'll run a sight tape off of that. Put on the bow to print and put on the bow. Yeah print to put on the bow so i have something to reference just a quick reference to make sure that you know my marks are close mm-hmm. and then i can also take those same numbers and then randy randy long i'll send them over to him he has uh, he has the old archer's advantage still on his pc uh-huh. and he's got some kind of thing where he can switch it over to this i don't know what he did but it's like this little excel program so he can print them off real small and he'll give me a printed sheet that comes laminated and then I've got it right there, so I don't even have to use my phone anymore. Hmm. Is that what you go off of? That's what I. That's what I did all already. Oh shit! I. You know, Emerson used to have a bunch of little. You know, a, a bunch of yards on like a. It was like three or four rows that he would cut yep. and laminate, and then hang yep. them off his quiver, and he would go and look at them. Yep. I'll be damned. So I would imagine after your marks are squared up, there's no change in anything. No, there's no change. I haven't changed a thing. You don't well, have yeah, to. You'd have to redo all your marks, right? Well, yeah. No, yeah. If you if you do something now, if you change something, you know, you change your blade rest or you change, you know, anything yeah. that's going to affect where your impact point is, and it's going to change your marks. You're going to have to get new marks and print off new marks, and that's where it's nice with the phone and the archer's mark because you just plug it in and it instantly gives you, yeah, the numbers, which still work. 
but I found that archer's advantage for whatever reason, my short yardage marks worked better with the archer's advantage than it did with my archer's mark. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that too. Oh, strange. And I don't know. And enough. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know, I know why, but but it it definitely was better. And yeah. even my hundred yard. If you look at the on mine, the archer's mark one hundred yards is about almost a yard further than the archer's advantage hundred yards. I'll be damned. And my archer's advantage hundred yards, twenty two Bigfoot. Damn. Well, it just goes to show. Like, I mean, you did your homework, so you know ahead of time what you're going in. You know what you're picking, what what mark you're going with, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I say you got to go shoot them. Yeah. I mean, especially for that, you know, for like Redding or or any of these other local shoots, if you've gone to them before, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So you should go check. I mean, you'd be a fool not to go check your three yard mark. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing that there's going to be a three yarder there, or you know, or a four yard mark, or or a hundred and one yards, or ninety two yards, or whatever. You, you if you know that particular yardage is going to be there why wouldn't you just go stand at a target and shoot it for a while and just make sure you got the number right where you want it yes. and then just Good. if it's not matching yeah if it doesn't match what's on your phone or on your site tape you know write it down yeah change on it. a little notepad yeah make note of it yeah totally yeah yeah um it's so funny because i have i have <clears> my marks and archer's mark and then i have on my notepad like i'll go shoot a, a field round and then where i you know where my marks are off, I'll write like thirty-seven yards, hit high. You know, actual yeah. mark is blank, and, and same thing. <laughs> and Rudy Sandoval's making fun of me. He's like, "Man, I bet you on your phone you got a notepad with a bunch of little notes saying you hit here and there." And I was like, mm, "Maybe." <laughs> 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 so it's pretty funny, but yeah, dude. Uh, did you hear about? I'm, I mean, this is kind of lame to talk about, but Bodie missed a three-yarder. But not because yeah, of homework. Not because of I, homework. He, it's not because of homework. It's because he got he got complacent. It sounds like and I heard the, I heard his little spiel. It sounded like he got complacent, thinking I don't need to measure it. The guy at the other end measured it. We should be good. And he was standing instead like, of actually. Wasn't he standing? He was standing like the furthest to the right. The furthest to the right in the stake. Yeah. So it it was kind of at an off at an angle. He's not squared up straight with the mm-hmm. target. So. He's definitely a little further away, <laughs> which, like I say, that's, you know, we, I, I, I don't do that. Yeah. He won't make that mistake again. <laughs> he, that won't happen again. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. won't, well, that will not happen again. I guarantee it. It's just trippy to see what, you know, what actually does get people, you know, for a kid that shot that good. I'm sure next it'll yeah. be a woman, but anyway, moving on. Uh, so would you be down to answer a couple listener questions? Sure. I have two for you. Okay. The first is from Jim Padilla. Uh, Jim Padilla, archery enthusiast. Uh, just congratulations on your recent wins. It's good to see uh, someone you know up on the top step over and over again. All right. My question, like a two-part question. Would you, could you say shooting a Hoyt with spiral cams earlier in your career helped you become the archer that you are today? And secondly, when are you and Rudy Sandoval are going to bury the hatchet? All right. Have a good day. Picking dirt out of your teeth and uh, running through the hay there. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so the spiral cam thing I shot only for a short time. Mm-hmm. 
And that was after I'd, I, I, I started shooting Matthews before I shot the, the spiral cam. So, but that was when they were the single cam bows when I was okay. shooting this Matthews solo cams. Right. So I was shooting the C4 mm-hmm. and the, you know, that was my, that was one of my favorite bows. Then I shot the, a few Hoyts for a while with a contender elite with mm-hmm. the spiral cams on it. Um, and what else did I have? Mark, is the C4 a conquest? Is that a conquest four? Yeah, the conquest four. Oh, sick. Yeah, the conquest four. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I, like I said, then the but the spiral cams. I think the only one I shot was the contender and the contender elite. I had a contender and a contender elite. Was one of those silver? And then I went. Did you have a silver one? No, I had a black one and a blue one. Oh, and okay. then I had a. Then I ended up with one of those. Uh, what, what were those? Alpha elites. I think mm-hmm. it was called the alpha elite. I shot those for a while. But like I said, I just you know, and and the Hoyt shot fine. Did you shoot spiral just, cams you know, on all those? No, those like that. That the only ones that had the spiral cams was the Contender and the Contender Elite. Okay, those were the only ones I had the spiral cams on. So you would say it had does very little to do with shaping you as an archer. Yes, very little. Don't give it to him. <laughs> yeah, very little. Very very little, <laughs> and, and very little to nothing at all. I would think. <laughs> That's right, because, Jim. This is Matthew's country. You know, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jim, to to, to 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 break your heart, buddy. But uh, you know. <laughs> hey, you know those guys—they're begging and praying that they get you throw them a bone on that one. <laughs> uh, and then the the whole Rudy thing. No, Rudy's got to come and he's got to come and apologize before anything happens. Hell so. yeah, we'll we'll make him apologize. It's it's all up to Rudy. So you know. And so okay, <laughs> my other question is from uh, a friend of mine named John. And uh, John's a guy who's been listening to the show for a long time, and he's gotten really good in the past, I would say in the past two years. Um, he's made a huge improvement in his uh, his archery game. And he was telling me that, he said, tuning-wise, I suck. My arrows come out of my bow looking like a corkscrew. I hit the spots, but all my arrows are edgy, and nothing is in the center. And Redding, they nicknamed me Scribeline. I'm shooting my best scores ever, but I know it could be better, especially when my misses are only a quarter inch out. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this, Mark? If this was someone that came to you, it's a very open question. You know, it could be a million things. Well, first off, if he's having trouble tuning, mm-hmm. is you know, first off, I'm gonna I want to want to see, may want to see how he's shooting. Mm-hmm. You know, is he getting a lot of face contact? Is he does he have his you know is he really twisting up the D loop when he pulls his you know, the release back, does he get a short D loop? Does he get a long D loop? Oh, um, I never thought about that. You know, is it, you know, is he pulling it into his face or is he ramming his nose into the string when he's pulling? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause that's going to affect a lot in terms of the tuning. Right. He, uh, he had told most... me that he, you know, I said, well, what's your paper tear look like? And he was saying, well, it's uh none of it's consistent. It's like left tear, right tear, you know, kind of stuff like that. So I imagine the tears are small. And I imagine it's something that he's doing that's causing, you know, an inconsistency in himself that's causing these things to, you yeah. know. So. That's that's what I'm thinking is he's pro- that would be my guess. That would be where I'd start is I'd want to see, you know, first I'd want to visually see how, you know, what, what it looks like when he's shooting, you know. And actually, I kind of want you kind of want to watch, to be honest with you, the best way to find out how somebody's shooting is not so much to say, here, show me how you shoot, is let them shoot and let them get comfortable shooting around you mm-hmm. because then you'll see how they actually shoot spy on them kind of, or, or do it discreetly. Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. Just kind of do it discreetly because sometimes when you're, 
you know, you say, well, let's, you know, shoot a shot. They're going to be extra careful about how they anchor and where they put their head and all this other kind of stuff and, and pull through. Whereas later when they're shooting and you actually see them like driving their nose into the string, <laughs> you know, and they're pulling into their face and the, the string after it leaves, there's a crease still on their cheek from where the, <laughs> the, the string was, you know, and I, I'm not saying I don't pull the string into my face too, but I have fat cheeks. So it kind of, just oh, hey, of, I got fat cheeks also. I'm right there with, you, you. know, they just, the, the string kind of, I can't do much about it. <laughs> my fat cheeks kind of just wrap around the string, but I try not to pull it into my face. Have you seen but, Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. Keep going. Keep going. No, but I'm just saying that. I, I think I would start there with, with John and, and just uh-huh. see if, if that was kind of the case. And if that's not the case, I mean, I don't know what, what equipment he's shooting. So He shoots know. a Darton, unfortunately. Okay. Well, I don't have a whole lot of experience with the Dartons, but I mean, the, the, the bow, a, bow, a bow is a bow. I mean, if you, you're going to set it up, you know, it's got to have, you know, it's got to come out of the bow square. You know, yeah. the, the arrow has to get pushed straight. You know, it can't have, you know, I feel any like side the, pressure. The Darton's a little less of a bow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of those some of those guys can really shoot them Dartons. So I, I, you got that right, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I would be careful. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think but that's, yeah, all, I'm thinking, that's all good yeah, stuff. I'm thinking it might be just something that he's doing. Uh, just might need to clean up his form just a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, and, clean up and his see form, how that works out. Either his face or his release, his release hand. That's all good stuff. That's stuff I didn't even consider. In my mind, it's almost always first thing out of the gate is your bars and your weight. You know, you're too jumpy or something. But, I mean, everything you said makes perfect sense. Did you happen to – speaking of string on the face, did you, you know that, like, Rio's coaching the the Korean – the South Korean team now? Yeah. Have you seen that – some of those girls, man, they're, they're shooting, and even the compound bow girls, they got a mark on their face that's like, those girls are pulling into their face. But are they leaning back? <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the key. Is they got to lean back? That's what Rio's like. Lean back. <laughs> gut out. Gut out. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man. Well, cool, Mark. Thanks for. Uh, I mean, that's those are the two listener questions. We covered your your big win in Reading. Uh, I just want you to know, man. It it's awesome to see for all of us, and I know it's awesome for you. But for all your friends and stuff. Uh, it, it meant a lot of, to us to see you do it, you know. Well, thank you. No, I, like I said, I'm 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 real happy, obviously. Uh, but I'm but I'm but I'm happy because you know it's it's our it's the home you know home turf, right? Reading is California, so West Coast. The West Coast is the West Coast guy did it, and you know mm-hmm. we're keeping we're keeping the trophy here, so to speak, right? We're not letting it go back east or something like that. So I mean, yeah, the other thing that's cool about it, Mark, is I mean you're in my mind you're kind of like the outlaw king. You know what I mean? As far as our outlaw series goes. And it's it makes it that much cooler that you won Reading. It, I feel like it brings more legitimacy to something that's already solid. Something like the outlaws now has, you know, you know, Rubio does this. You know what I mean? At yeah. least for us guys yeah. in California. Well, good. Yeah. Well, speaking and speaking of the outlaws, everybody remember, June shoot's coming up. Outlaw series. Randy's already got the run regs out there, so you can register for the shoot. Hell Get yeah. signed up. Come shoot the last the last leg of the outlaw. It's uh, sponsored by Wilderness Archery. Oh yeah, that's the shop you so, shoot for as well. That's and that's the shop I shoot for. But Wilderness Archery's, you know, there I'm giving them their shout out. But um, yeah, those people that want to come shoot, come on down. Cool. It'll be fun. Awesome. 
This, speaking of wilderness, did you happen to catch John Scar on uh, social media? He's like famous. I didn't see that. He was what helping, do you do now? He was helping some, uh, you know, those really hot chicks that think they're hunters. Just go set up a bow. John was giving her lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. She she oh. apparently she's some kind of name. I'm sure she's one of those women that Paige hates. Oh, <laughs> I must have missed that. There's I'll have to go look that up. <laughs> I don't waste surprised your time. John, I'm surprised John didn't send that over the link over to me. I'm surprised. I'm surprised he didn't post it up all over the internet. Someone sent it to me. <laughs> Someone else sent it to me. They're like, get a load of this guy. So <laughs> yeah. Huh. So good for wilderness wow. on the map. Well, always on the map, but further so now. Yeah. But uh, well, cool, Mark. You got anything you want to add? Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, not really. I mean, like I said, I think I touched base on that thing. Oh, Rory. He's a listener of yours. What? Rory. He's he's a listener of yours. He's up from Washington, up north. But I want to thank him again because after, <laughs> after I won at Reading, I run into him in the line at, at the pizza place. And he bought me two pla- two slices of pizza just because he felt like he needed to. <laughs> uh, the perks of being a pro, eh? That's something like that. So, oh, per- hey, perks of again, being bud. a champ. Perks of being a Shout champ. Out to him. Shout out to him. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. I'll see you next time at some other shoot. I'm hey, sure. <laughs> thanks, Rory. Thanks for listening to the show, man. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, awesome, dude. Well, uh, thanks, Mark, you know, uh, for everything you do with the sport and – Everything you do for all us uh, little guys, you know, I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Here to have fun. <laughs> Some dude. Well, I'm going to beg my wife. Hopefully I'll get to mix it up with you guys at uh, the June shoot. But, you know, now I'm a zero handicap. And I, I might just hold out till next year. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, know, I know a guy that's looking for a partner. Is he good? Uh, well, he's got, he's carrying some mulligans. Uh, hmm. Well, well, we'll talk about you talk to You talk to your wife. I I'll, know there's I'll beg her. I think he... He he post he posted up on the your uh, outlaw free agent thing. Oh sweet! I'll have to check that out. Well, buddy, thank you for coming on again. And uh, yep, yeah, keep di- good luck in Darrington. Good luck all over, Mark. You, you're doing awesome, man. All right. Well, thank you. All right, buddy. I'll get out and get some practice with you soon. You can beat up on me. Give me some lumps. Yeah. All right. There buddy. you go. All right, man. All right. We'll talk to you later. Have a good all night, buddy. You too. Mm, bye. Bye. And I'd like to close out this uh, episode with a message from Randy Long. Uh, he's one of California's most prestigious archery record holders. Uh, Randy's message to Mark sums up how people that know Mark feel about his recent accomplishments. All right. Hey, Mark, it's Randy. Hey, congratulations on all your success this year. Your success is not a chance by chance or by luck. It's all that hard work you've been doing and that mental training all come together. You know, you're an inspiration to all of us who are trying to get to that next level. Keep up the hard work. I know you do great things at the Field Nationals this year. All right, man. See you soon. Bye. Hey, are you tired of door dashing? Are you sick of uh, <laughs> groveling to your boss for a raise? Start a side hustle. What's a legit side hustle? Uh, Either teching bows or... Uh, building strings and I had this idea to build strings instead of door dashing but it's way too hard it's truly a, a craft that takes a skilled uh, skilled dude that is better than I <laughs> <laughs>
If you were so inclined to get into the artist string building, though, my man Butch Baker makes string jigs. And if you, you know, say you're like me and too scared to make your own strings, you don't want to blow up and take lose your eyeball, uh, there are string uh, shop vices uh, that Butch makes that are fucking dope. Uh, his vices you can use for anything from leveling your third axis to leveling your rifle. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Um, Baker Archery Products, uh, they're, you know, owned and operated by Butch Baker in Idaho. He's fucking cool. One of the nicest dudes I've ever met. And uh, all his stuff is American-made. He does not do what my company does and outsource shit to China. (laughs) Dude makes shit at home. So support an American. Support a patriot and support a small business. Check out BakerArcheryProducts.com and uh, get yourself something good. All right? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Guys, this show is brought to you by Carbon Craft Stabilizers. My man Brian Webb out at Impact Archery Clovis makes the Carbon Craft Stabilizer. It is the best bar, hands down. Uh, people ask, Wendell, why is it the best bar, hands down? Well, uh, let's see. Is it stiffer? Yes. Is it lighter? Yes. Is it damper? Yes. Than any of those other bars you've tried. The best bar that I've heard about to compete with the Carbon Craft bar right now is the new XL bar. And the only thing I can hear, the only thing I hear about the new XL bar is it's as good as a Carbon Craft bar. <laughs> no joke. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. That's just what I've heard. So if you guys are interested, check them out. Carbon Craft bars, I'm pretty sure they will beat XL bars uh, price point wise. Uh, if you guys are interested, give Brian Webb a call down at Impact Archery and Clovis, or you can place an art order with my man Rudy Sandoval or Austin Watts at West Coast Archery in Petaluma. Finally, the show is brought to you by my friends Darren and Bet out in Napa, California. They are the owners and operators of DB Custom Coatings, the Sarah Coders out of Napa. Um, my friends Darren and Bet, they Saracote bows. They can make your old shitty bow look freaking new and awesome. They can make your boring stock colors look rare and special. Uh, Darren does an amazing job Saracoting. He does anything from solid colors to American flags to fades to anything. I've seen him do a galaxy on a PSE before. It was nuts. Um, he does Casey Caulfield's bow. All right, check that out. Casey Caulfield on the side of the Lancaster truck. She's shooting the bow that Darren Saracoded. What does that tell you? Darren ain't no slouch. The dude is good enough for the Caulfield family. So, uh, yeah, Darren's the shit. He's a super cool guy. He does releases too. You know, don't don't just think that he doesn't uh, do other things. I know he's done inserts or outserts. I think for hunting arrows for Chris Schaff. Uh, all kinds of stuff. So if you guys are interested, hit them up. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Uh, you know, if you're a gun nut, 
if you can disassemble your your rifle, Darren can Cerakote that shit pink for you. You know, um, check them out. DB Custom Coatings on Instagram. Those guys are my friends. They are the one of the longtime oldest and biggest supporters of the show. So show them some love. All right. All right, everyone. Good night. Peace.